Welcome to the By Maddie Marie podcast. I am your host, Maddie Marie. Welcome back to another episode of the By Maddie Marie podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. I'm recording this on the day that it's coming out. So I apologize for the delay and that it's coming out later than normal. Today we're going to talk about regulating your nervous system in all the different roles and stages of your life. So on your own, as a mom, and as a partner, like in a relationship. But first... We're going to go over our magic moments with Mad Dog because we do that every single week. Second, we're going to catch up. (coughs) I'm still dying. And third, I've got a little segment called Am I the Asshole or Am I the Idiot? Because I literally was infuriated on my way to work this morning because people don't know how to use the damn stop sign by my house. So I'm going to ask you guys about it before I actually get too heated. Anyways, magic moments with Mad Dog. We survived my birthday and Cupid Day in one week, like it happens every freaking year. And let's talk about it, because that's one of my magic moments. On Cupid Day, Hunter took me to get sushi. Romy had parent time with her dad, so I'm sure they had fun. Um, But we got to do a little date night, and I didn't have to find a babysitter, so that's always so fun. And when we got home, I had got us the couples edition of the We Are Not Really Strangers game. And so we put together some Legos. We had a glass of wine. My favorite wine is called Kung Fu Girl. It is really cheap and really delicious. So if you haven't tried it, it's a Riesling and it's delicious. You should get it from wherever your liquor store closest to you is. Anyways, it was a blast. Hunter got me the cutest, like, Nike sweat set, and I wore it when we went to Arizona, which is my next magic moment with Mad Dog. Romy and I flew to Arizona, and let me tell you, this was a very much needed getaway because Utah is depressing as shit. I got there, and it was, like, mid-70s. I freaking tanned, dude. Like, I've got tan lines from this vacation in February, and it literally made my soul happy. Every time I go and come back in the winter, I wish I lived there because I'm not built for this, dude. It's so droopy outside. I live in Utah, and it is just, like, so gloomy. Uh, People are probably like, obviously, dude, it's freaking February. I know. I just don't like it, okay? (laughs) Like, I literally hate it. Anyways, those are my magic moments with Mad Dog. I got to watch my little brother play some soccer, score a soccer goal. Romy got to play with him. It was actually the cutest thing ever because the first, like, full day we had there, he played with his school team. And when he was running up the side of the field, right up to, like, where we were sitting, Romy stands up and goes, go, Plod, do it! (laughs) And later that night, my mom asks him, like, a bunch of questions at bedtime And he said the best part of his day was Romy cheering him on at his soccer game. And I literally think that's the cutest thing ever. I signed her up for soccer, which I've already talked about on here. 
actually here's another magic moment i ordered all her soccer gear and i obviously had to do hot pink and her little freaking hot pink soccer cleats came in today and i'm literally fangirling they're adidas little freaking toddler cleats oh my god they're so cute i cannot wait so she was so excited to watch him he loved that she watched him and like cheered him on even unprompted like she was just so excited to be there and she freaking loves him anyways those are my magic moments next update usually we talk about what i'm watching lately but there are like negative amounts of good movies out so i restarted dexter because a few months ago i heard that there's like new episodes which it's called dexter new blood so it's like a whole different series but it's the same like it i'm pretty sure it picks up where this one left off the og dexter i haven't seen the new episodes so i started the og dexter over again and I love it. Like, I don't know what it is about serial killers that, like, fascinate so many people. But I, unfortunately, am one of them. I have loved Criminal Minds since forever. And, yeah, Dexter's my latest TV show. Next, we have so many Lego sets. And it's literally going to be so fun. So, when we went down to Arizona, Hunter's family also lives down there. So, his mom brought us... A bunch of Legos. So Hunter got the little piranha flower from Mario Kart or Super Mario. I guess it's probably on all of it. I don't know. But it looks so freaking rad. I'm so excited for him to put it together. And then she got Romy the Ariel Castle. And she's stoked about it. And then she got me the Up House. And I am so excited. It's so cute. It's even got all the balloons and everything. So we're stoked to do those. And then my mom had given us she gave me the New York landscape because I went to New York last June with work. So she was like, I had to get you that one because you've been there. And then she got Romy like a three-in-one unicorn. And Romy's so excited about it. So we have so many Legos to do. I need to figure out some sort of like display for them because I don't know where to put them all. But it's becoming out of hand. Like I don't have room on my desk anymore for them. So I need to order some shelves. Hunter got some shelves last week and he put them up and is displaying all his and they look so good. But anyways, moving on to the am I the freaking asshole because let me put this into perspective for you. I'm not videoing so like I can't show you a visual, but picture this four way stop easy, right? All four stop signs have a turning lane, like a turn left lane and a go straight lane. Okay. So if there are, if you are going the same direction, if like, oh my God, I don't even know how to explain this. It's so irking. So if you are looking at people that are stopped going like the exact opposite way of you, like you're going to pass each other in the intersection, right? And there is, you're going straight and there's someone turning left next to you. And then across the street, they're going straight and there's someone turning left next to them. Who goes first? It should be the straight person. Like the two, the two turners should inch. The two straight people should drive. And then the turner should turn as soon as the intersection is clear. I don't understand how it's so effing difficult to understand. Because literally, sometimes the turners will just freaking gun it. And you're like, holy cow. Like, what are you doing? If you stop at a stoplight, do the turners have the right of way? Unless it's a specific green arrow? No. Like, oh my God, it's so annoying. I don't know how so many people can have the same issue. And maybe truly I'm an idiot. Like, I don't know. So please answer the question for me because every time I stop there, 
either at my turn or the turns before me, some freaking left-hand turner does that. And I'm so sick of it. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. So am I the asshole? Am I the idiot? Or do I make sense? Please let me know. Anyways, let's jump into regulating your nervous system. I listened to a podcast by Anna Grace today, and the basis of it was how to make your sex life bomb. She had, I think, I only know her Instagram at, and it's Mans Fowler, like M-A-N-D-S Fowler. Um, but I really liked the podcast episode, so go look at that. But that's what inspired this, and I literally listened to it today. I had an entirely different topic planned for today, but then I listened to it and was like, holy shit, I should do something that ties that into regulating your nervous system. But then I had like 18 ideas spark in my brain. So that's why we're doing it the way that we are. So first, we're going to talk about regulating your nervous system on your own. Then we're going to talk about regulating your nervous system as a parent, because I've been a solo parent for a little over a year now. And I know I say solo parent, I've been dating H for a while now. Hunter, I guess I've said his name on here. I used to call him H because I didn't post him on social media because of a lot of reasons. And I just said F it because life's too short for that bullshit. So I've been dating country for a while now and Romy freaking adores him. So I know I'm not like completely alone anymore, (laughs) but I am still a solo parent, right? That's the gist. So regulating your nervous system as a parent, I've learned a lot about that over the last year. And then regulating your nervous system in a relationship. And we are going to talk sexy time because that is literally what sparked this whole thing. So if you don't want to hear about that, like, I don't know what to tell you. It's happening. So sorry about it. But let's kick it off with regulating your nervous system on your own. Number one, and I employ this with Romy. I tell her to take a deep breath. And... Like, breath work has such an impact on your heart rate and, like, your actual, like, fight or flight response. So, like I said, I employ this strategy with Romy, and she's actually slowly learning to do it unprompted. Like, I don't even have to tell her to take a deep breath, and sometimes when she's getting upset, she'll just look at me and take a deep breath and calm herself down. And I literally, shit you not, I literally almost cried. I've, okay, pause Because my mom pointed out how many times I say literally, and I think I just said it like 14 times in a row. So we're going to work on that. Resume. I almost cried the first time that she took a deep breath all by herself because we've been working on it for a while and it really does work. She'll be in the middle of a big tantrum and I'll get on her eye level and ask her to take a deep breath and I'll show her like exactly what I'm asking her to do. And when she does it, we're able to calm down and have a conversation rather than like a big blow of freak out. So I think this is something that's hard because a lot of the time adults don't want to be told to take a deep breath. Like I told Hunter that one time and he's like, don't talk to me like I'm a toddler. And I'm like, I did do that, but I didn't mean to (laughs) because I do it to myself. Like I tell myself all the time to take a deep breath because it's stupid to like sit in stress and like allow yourself to be in fight or flight mode when you could just take a deep breath and then you'll be fine, you know? So that is step number one. Take a deep breath. Learn to tell yourself to take a deep breath. And then step two is practice meditation and mindfulness. I know we talk about these strategies a lot, but there are so many like pre-made meditation guides and videos and apps and YouTube content 
like so many content creators focus on this so like you can find it on spotify and apple music and whatever the hell else podcasts like you can find it on apple podcasts um so meditating i think meditations should be utilized first thing of your day like you shouldn't pause like a issue or problem or like contention to be like let's meditate you know i think you should utilize it as a precursor and meditate so that you already set yourself up for a good day and you set yourself up for success by like taking deep breaths in the morning guided and like release it all that's what meditation is supposed to help you do you're supposed to release all this negativity negative energy and be able to move on so there's that and then the second half of this is practicing mindfulness which i think is really just being present and I think that is like a big portion of what a lot of people don't do or don't understand is like you are honestly probably in go mode all the time. So you need to be intentionally present before it becomes a habit and routine. And then the last one on regulating your own nervous system is just being overall healthy, watching your diet, watching your exercise habits, everything you eat plays into your hormones and your body in a different way. And I don't feel like it's regularly educated. Like, I don't feel like this is calm. Like, when you go to school, you don't learn about this shit. You obviously learn about being healthy, but not to the extent that needs to be taught. And then exercise. Exercise triggers, like, endorphins to actually release in your brain. So it just releases happy chemicals. That's just simply how it works. Like you hear about gym therapy. It's like actually real life that it does help your mental health. So working out, eating right. If you eat like shit, you're going to feel like shit. If you focus on getting enough protein, you're going to kick out like those nasty, annoying cravings, you know? So that is my two cents on regulating your own nervous system. Now moving on to regulating your nervous system as a parent. One... Have a plan for managing stress. Practicing self-care is crucial to being a good parent. You need to be able to monitor, manage, and take care of your own stress as a parent because you can't take care of someone else adequately while simultaneously neglecting yourself. It does not work that way. So step one, manage your stress. Two, maintain structure. Having routines will keep you sane. We literally talk about this all the time. I am a very routine-oriented person. I know kids thrive on structure, and they need routines to regulate their own nervous system. You cannot be doing different, like, morning routines, nighttime routines. You can't be feeding your kid at all sorts of different times during the day and expect them to behave the same way every single day. It's not going to happen. They thrive on consistency, Their sleep times, this is why sleep training is such a big deal. Their sleep times and their amount of sleep is huge on their behavior. And if you're actually consistent in these things, you're going to notice a difference in their behavior and a difference in your ability to parent. Because once you're on these consistent routines, you don't have to question. Your kid doesn't have to question. No questioning has to be done about, oh my God, what are we going to do next? What do we have to do? When are you going to nap? When are you going to eat? It's just all laid out for you. Next one, third, is understanding discipline and how you're going to handle things ahead of time. 
I did a little bit of reading uh, when I first became a mom on gentle parenting. And that is kind of the strategy that I employ for discipline. I think a lot of people mistake the word discipline for punishing. I don't believe that. I think discipline is about teaching. And if you look up like the word, I think that is more of the de definition than like negative consequences. Um, and having a plan for discipline is a simple way to just mitigate the blowups and tantrums and rule breaking that inevitably is going to happen. Like, no shit, your kid is going to misbehave. They don't, they're learning how to live life. So how are you going to go about solving those problems? And if you have a plan ahead of time, you don't have to like panic the initially right when it happens because you already know what's going to happen. And then four, employ healthy communication and actual FaceTime. I don't mean digital FaceTime. I mean looking your people in the eyeballs in the flesh and having real live communication conversations. Every single person needs verbal engagement. Your kids, your small children, everyone needs to be verbally engaged, whether they can fully participate in conversations or not. People want to be wanted, people want to be engaged, and people want to be engaging no matter their age. That's why, like, you hear all the time, oh, your kid just wants attention. Like, no shit they want attention. You're probably not giving them enough of it. <laughs> um, so I think, I mean, kids need attention to, like, grow and develop anyways. So I think you should just give it to them. And I think you should start by asking them, my mom told me this while I was there just barely, and she said she asks her kids that are still at home every single night when she tucks them into bed for a question. She asks them their least favorite part of their day, their favorite part of their day, ask something they did nice for someone else, and then what someone else did nice for them. And I think it's important to just start having these conversations. I think like meal times is like the one that sparks in my brain of when you should be having these conversations. But even then, meal time has turned into more screen time or just a break from conversation. I don't know. And sometimes you don't want to talk when you're eating, you know? But I think it's important to carve out how whatever time during the day that you can to actually have a conversation and look someone in the eyeballs and ask them how they're doing ask what you can do, ask how like their day has been impacted by whatever is causing them stress, and just stay engaged. So I think that will help overall with um, your ability to parent. I've noticed I ask Romy similar questions every night um, when I put her to bed or while we're getting ready for bed or even getting ready for the day. And she's talking really good and it helps them. When you even explain your day and answer those questions for yourself to someone, it helps them like understand and develop anyways. Like people want to help you and people want to feel useful. And maybe sometimes listening is the best way to do that. Anyways, moving on, regulating your nervous system in a relationship. First, open communication. This piggybacks right off of the last one in parenting because you should be asking your partner the same questions or just having like a touch base often enough that it is a regular conversation. 
However, open communication includes listening just as much as it does vocalizing. Like you talking to them doesn't mean that you're having an open communication conversation, right? Like they could be completely dozed doing whatever else. So it's important that like both of you give each other the vulnerability and the attention that's deserved. Next, understanding how you give love and receive love. This just goes to knowing your love language and your partner's love language. But as far as that goes, a lot of people give love a different way than they receive love. So I think it's important to understand how you do both. And taking the love language quiz is a great way to know. Or just evaluate in real time like what you appreciate and what you don't and have conversations about it. Like, hey, I actually didn't like when you did this over this. Or, hey, I really appreciated that you did XYZ for me this week. I think that's an important conversation. So that piggybacks right off of open communication. And I think that should be a consistent conversation. And that will help you. Like if you don't have to stress all the time what you have to do to show your partner love, that just helps you manage your stress, which is going to regulate your nervous system. And finally, physical touch. So Anna Grace's podcast, this is what sparked this whole podcast So I know like physical touch is a love language. So that will piggyback off of understanding how to give love and receive love. However, physical touch from the very time you are born is a need. It is a basic physiological need of life. If you look at like I literally pulled up the hierarchy of needs because I was like there's no way it's not on the bottom and damn right it is literally on the very bottom pillar foundation of your hierarchy of needs it is a basic need to i guess the list the few pyramids that i found that listed it said it was reproduction right which let's chat about that that's sex (laughs) so physiological needs are the very foundation and like the essence of survival those basic physiological level needs include reproduction Food, water, shelter, sleep, clothing, and air. So I think that's like seven things that you need in order to survive. Physical intimacy listed on this list as reproduction is a literal basic need of human life. Sex will reduce stress, enhance your intimacy, help you sleep, improve your body's ability to regulate your emotions, okay? That's the key that we are looking for. When you are physically intimate, I know this is different between men and women. However, when you are physically intimate with someone, it opens up an emotional connection, whether you think it does or not. And that will help you, one, manage your stress because that's a physical activity, which going back to number one of managing your own nervous system, exercising and taking care of yourself is one of those and that can be physical intimacy but this will help you regulate not only your own but your partner's nervous system and if you both are in like a sound state of mind your relationship is gonna go a lot smoother when you're physically intimate with someone your brain releases endorphins and oxytocin which are happy chemicals which is the same like i said about exercising However, these ones are like piggyback on love and feeling connected, which in the hierarchy of needs, the intimacy was listed on the third pillar. So it's still on one of those bottom basic foundation pillars. And 
it is like i don't know how i live in utah okay like talking about sex and like masturbation and also like physical intimacy was like so taboo growing up so this was not like common conversation which i think is literally insane i think this abstinence only education this is such a tangent but i think this abstinence like only education ruins people's idea to understand that reproduction and physical intimacy is a basic need of life and if you're going to neglect yourself of any of that like you are missing a like spiritual emotional and physical connection all with like one thing like that's literally three birds with one stone that i think a lot of people don't recognize and I understand when your nervous system's not regulated, you are a lot less inclined to physical touch. There's an influencer that I follow, and I have followed her for a long time, who recommends you, like, schedule in your sexy time, whether that's with a partner or by yourself, which I think is actually a great idea. You, you all know me. You all know I have a Google Calendar that literally saves my life. So if that is what you need to do to program this into your life, then do it. And I hope that you guys learned something. I'm going to drop um, Anna Grace's podcast link below in the show notes so that you guys can listen to what I listen to. I don't want to touch too much more on that because I'm just going to give you guys that resource. I rather enjoyed hearing both of them talk about it. Um, but that is how I suggest you regulate your nervous system. I hope you guys took notes or learned something. And I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find links to my blog and my socials in the description. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. Have the best Taco Tuesday. I'll talk to y'all next week.